I'm shook. Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm joined over the phone by my incredible, invaluable co-host, Ryan Alkair. How are you, Ryan? I am so good, Armin. How are you? I'm doing well. This is our second attempt at the podcast, uh, but I feel like it's our first, you know, real try. It's, it's going to be the best try. Yeah, I'm suing the Second City because <laughs> I tried to record at the Second City tonight in Chicago, and their Wi-Fi was so bad that it literally was cutting out every two seconds. So, legitimate I'm grounds for them. a lawsuit. Yeah, mm-hmm. for defamation and for like <sighs> um, tampering with entertainment and <sighs> the worst of all sins. The other things, all the other things that you can get sued for. And then we'll have our seed money to get this podcast off the ground and for it to become a hit. It was my plan all along. <laughs> Sabotage. Mm-hmm. Another scandal in the making. <laughs> I mean, we've said it since the beginning. Eventually, Holly Shook will have its own scandal that will be talked about on Holly Shook. So I feel like maybe this isn't the one. But I feel like <laughs> each week... We get closer and closer to our own scandal, so we're getting there. That's the series finale, everyone, all right? It's, it's a, there's this meta-narrative happening. We are cultivating a scandal as we go through all these incredible celebrity scandals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm loving every minute of it. Right. before we actually start, I want to make an announcement. <gasps> it's a big one. Oh, my God. Do you have any idea of what it is? I have literally near but a clue. This will be the final podcast that also appears on the Buttered Pop feed. <gasps> what? Say it ain't so. So everyone who's listening on Holly Shook, on the Holly Shook feed, congratulations, you've done well. Just a little clap so for them. So proud of you, you're all doing amazing, sweeties. If you are listening on the Buttered Pop feed, you will not see the next episode on this same feed. You need to go over and subscribe to Holly Shook on whichever platform you use iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever, but subscribe to Holly Shook specifically. You could just search for it, or you could find the link on one of our social media accounts at buttered underscore pop or at Holly Shook pod, whatever. You could even follow one of us. You'll find it and uh, make sure you subscribe because you won't be seeing the uh, podcast uh, pop up in your phone anymore. And I know we've been like saying this since day one that we are eventually going to have our own feed because... Once again, this is the best podcast that has ever come from the Buttered Pop Network um, with the best host, like just most original idea, just like (laughs) most charming co-host me. And finally, the day has come that I'm losing all the losers, dumbos, idiots, and wannabes behind. He's just keeping one, just lugging one around, dragging him like dead weight. And that's me. My back hurts from carrying this podcast and... I am so excited to have officially our own feed. So if you guys really like this podcast, which I know you freaking do because you've been listening to it week after week, um, then make sure you subscribe on Holly Shook feed because otherwise you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe they gave up after six episodes. And like, (laughs) although I wouldn't put that past us. um, It's happened before. We've given up on ideas. Very often my entire life has been given up on, but um This, I actually love doing, and I enjoy doing this every other week, so make sure you subscribe so that you can still hear us talk about these super crazy scandals. 
especially in time for next episode because Ryan will be doing the storytelling next episode. And y'all know you love listening to me talk, okay? (laughs) This time it's going to be me, so I know everyone's disappointed, but stay tuned. I think you'll enjoy this one. It's pretty riveting. Rye has no clue what's about to come. Literally no idea what's about to happen. But I think it's going to shock you. I think it's going to shock you. I mean, you've been saying, like, I mean, I think, like, for the past... I mean, I guess the past week, like, we, like, teased it on the last episode. And then on last week's Rhyme, which is our other podcast. On Better yeah, Pod. I've known I was going to do this for, like, two, three weeks now. You're like, this one is, like, so crazy and, like, so, like, off-brand for me. And, like, it's, like, so something you're not going to, like, know anything about. And I'm like, I know everything about everything. So, te- like, try me. And most I'm importantly, like kind of nervous. it's off this brand that you're trying to pigeonhole me into. Like, I'm, I, I don't have a specific brand for Holly Shook. You know, I'm going to come at you in so many different angles. You're never going to really know what scandal's coming next with me. You know, I feel like Rye, you know, it's funny. Rye tried to say, oh, Arm, you have like this, this arm. specific. Yeah, you call me Army. Sorry. <laughs> Dara yeah, calls like, me I've Arm. I called you like a hand. <laughs> You mean arm? Attached. There's a difference between... A hand attached. <laughs> the thing the hand is attached to? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you'll say like, you know, army, oh yeah, you have a very specific type of scandal. Oh no. Oh no, just you wait and see this scandal. It's going to rock your world. And it's going to be totally different than what you're used to. It's no sports thing. It's not a business type thing. Like my, you know, Jay Leno, David Letterman, or Tiger Woods. This is new. This is fresh. And I'm like just super excited for you to like reach outside of your comfort zones. Um, <laughs> I didn't ever mean to pigeonhole you. I feel like I'm having words put in my mouth. Um, once again, one more scandal to add to the Holly Shook pod. Um, you putting words in my mouth. But I just noticed. The real scandal having, is you pigeonholing me, but okay, fine. Having Minor known difference. you. <laughs> having known you. For years on end, um, and just, like, knowing what you find interesting, I just, you know, put two and two together, and I was like, okay, he's going to do a lot of, like, sports slash business, like, scandals. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you're being you. Except the time you said it was a bad thing. But you know what? Let's move on. I never said that. (laughs) I want to also uh, do this scandal a little bit differently than normal. So you know how usually, off the bat, We'll play that little guessing game and we'll try to fit you like I'll try to set you up or, or you'll try to set me up so we can try to guess what the scandal is. Yes. I don't want to do that this that. time. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, no worries. I just my favorite part of the episode, every episode. But yeah, no, let's just cut it. See, here's the thing. I don't want to start off with letting you know what the scandal is because while I like that, I feel like this scandal is best served in story mode. So we're not going okay. to reverse engineer this one, starting off with the scandal. You're just going to hear me tell the story, and then we'll get to the scandal. And I'm interested to hear, actually, so, you know, keep your mind working on this one. Not that you normally don't, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you just think I sit here, like, totally, like, spaced out the whole time? Like, yo? Yes, I feel like I, like, give a little bit more to the podcast than you're, like, Allowing me, but okay. But specifically have this in mind. Uh, what do you think is the scandal in all of this? Because there are going to be multiple scandalous moments, but there is one event in all of this that 
intrigued me. That piqued my interest. Okay. So try to figure out what that is. Okay. You I'm ready? Already like, yeah, like I'm already like trying to figure it out what it was with like no hints. <laughs> Just plug it out of thin air. <laughs> it's this. Um, I'm like Chris Daughtry getting sent home from American Idol over Catherine McPhee. No did, one else. Did you hack into my emails? Much. Did you hack yeah. into my emails? That's like literally like still shocks me to this day. I'm going to do that one day. All right. Anyway. Episode seven, everyone. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's the scandal. Um, okay. So this is a scandal involving one of the most famous actresses in Hollywood history. Julia. Meryl Streep. <gasps> that's a good call. But I don't know if Meryl Streep has ever had a scandal. I'm interested to find out. But I know. Seriously. Julia Roberts. Oh, my God. Uh, I love Julia Roberts. Instant reaction to her just having a scandal. I don't think I would. I feel like I didn't know that she has had a scandal. I had the I same like reaction. Like, <laughs> I feel like she's like pretty like tabloids free. Like she's not really in the tabloids ever. So here's the thing. I think since we weren't like very celebrity aware in the 90s, you know, we're still kids at that point. You know, what? From zero to seven in the 90s. You were born okay. in 93, right? 93, yes. See, this was the peak of Julia Rob- Roberts' tabloid fodder. And she was, was scandalous. It? She had multiple scandals on her plate. We're only going to talk about one, but she had a lot of different moments. In the 90s? It, all throughout the 90s. Even some um, in the 80s. Okay. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I feel like we morph her characters like Aaron Brockovich and like the woman from pretty woman into like Julia Roberts's persona, but really Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts in real life, obviously. And then there's her characters, but like Julia Roberts can be messy and you're about to see why. Well, like I feel like, I don't know. She's just such like a respected actress. I feel like she never was like, really like, like she's a celebrity. Like she's like a household name. Like she's one of the most famous actresses, but she never was like, a celebrity like i don't know like she wasn't like talked about she was a superstar like i knew her from movies i'm like oh she's like the girl who's in every like movie and she's great are you gonna make me hate julia roberts you know what i hope not you know she's human i definitely uh have a little bit of a different view on her now but um hate is a strong word is she gonna like be like I'm just really nervous. (laughs) Let's get into it. Uh, I'll do a little bit of background. You know, she began acting in the 80s. She appeared in a few films, uh, even a couple TV shows like Miami Vice. But she really got noticed with Mystic Pizza. It was a critically acclaimed indie film. The very next year in 89, she plays in Steel Magnolias. She actually got an Academy Award nomination for it for Best Supporting Actress. And she won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress for the same role. She still wasn't a super duper duper star yet. But the very next year, Julia Roberts does become a household name. Can you guess with which starring role? Ocean's Eleven. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Pretty Woman. It was like her breakout role. Yep. Her breakout role. I talked about Pretty Woman. Never seen it. You're kidding. I've never seen it. No. And I just watched Aaron Brockovich for the first time like four months ago. Big mistake. Huge. So here I am being like, oh my god, I love Julia Roberts. I'm like barely a fan. <laughs> yeah, right? But I feel like I have to love Julia Roberts. Like she's an icon. Yeah, she's a great actress, of course. But how can you like stand for Julia Roberts and have not seen Pretty Woman? That's insane. I don't know. I really like Ocean's Eleven. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, she's like the fifth 
character in Ocean's Eleven. Her character's really important. Yeah, I I guess so. Aaron Brockovich when I watched it four months ago. So yeah, I love her. You just watched Aaron Brockovich four months ago? I'm not going to sit here and be bullied about it. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing about Rye, everyone, if you don't know this. Rye gets to things like 20 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. So any media coming out now, he'll get to in like 20 years. Maybe so. So like Avengers Infinity War, that's like a 2036 I'll never watch that. Yeah, that's that's a never thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's never going to happen for me. But I don't know. I just like had like a night and it was weird because I like literally Dallas was talking to me and he was like, oh my God, like Aaron Brockovich. Like I love Aaron Brockovich. And I was like, that's so random that you're bringing this up because I've never seen it. And literally like three days after he was like talking about how much he loved Aaron Brockovich, my friend texted me and was like, hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight? And I was like, sure. So I went to his house and he was like, do you want to watch Aaron Brockovich? Like that was his first choice of like movie he wanted to watch that night. And what I was a like, coincidence. Yeah, I was like, this is super weird, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and I watched Aaron Brockovich, and it was amazing. Yeah, no, that's a great movie. I think she actually won an Academy Award for that. She won an Oscar for that, for yeah. sure, because she's iconic. <laughs> um, okay, so back to the story. Uh, right, right, right. On the set of Steel Magnolias, uh, she meets Dylan McDermott, because he also starred in the film, and they end up dating. And she actually had started a film with Liam Neeson, and they started dating on, <laughs> like, on the set, and they became um, they became a couple. They broke up shortly thereafter, but yeah. So she starts dating Dylan McDermott. So I know this is a common thing, but it's kind of funny that Julia Roberts does this twice within a span of like three years. But like actors hooking up on sets is pretty common. Right, right, right. But she's like doing it with like every person she's ever had like a scene with. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's kind of strange, but like, get your life, girl. Like, no judgment here, but like, also calm down. But also judgment. Um, but they get engaged, so this is a big thing. So it's not just a fling. Like Liam Neeson, she lived with him for a little bit. No, her and Dylan McDermott get engaged in the same wow. year they met. Okay, slay. <laughs> the next year, she goes uh, to shoot a film called Flatliners. Now, Flatliners was this kind of weird romantic movie about these, like, med students who, like, briefly kill themselves, and then they bring themselves back to life in order to explore the afterlife. It also starred Kiefer Sutherland. You may have heard of him. What the heck is this movie? Yeah, it it's, like, the most cheesy, perfectly 90s movie I've ever heard of. And I'm just, like, I'm confused. You, you like, know why what is movie? Keith, why is Kiefer Sutherland in it? Like... We were exploring the afterlife a lot in the 90s. What was that other movie with Patrick Swayze? Ghost. Ghost, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what was, like, so interesting about it. It was kind of... I feel like that was, like, when still people were like, do you believe in the afterlife or whatever? And now I feel like people, like, now are like, no. (laughs) We've answered the question. Yeah, we're like, no. (laughs) But, like, then it was, like, kind of like, maybe. (laughs) So they were like making movies about it but everyone now is just like i it's sci-fi like we don't like it's not real yeah we're, we're over these kind of like sci-fi rom-commy type movies anyway so she meets Kiefer sutherland obviously they're co-stars and they start to hook up on the set of flatliners now here's the one detail i couldn't quite pin down so she is engaged to dylan mcdermott until 1990 they start shooting in 1990, uh, but I couldn't find the exact 
date in which uh, Julie Roberts actually breaks off her engagement with Dylan McDermott because she ends up breaking off her engagement with Dylan McDermott. Right. I could not find that exact date. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is because we do know this. Uh, in January of 1990, when Julia Roberts uh, wins the Golden Globe for Steel Magnolia, she thanks Kiefer Sutherland on stage, but not by name. She's, what she says is, she goes, you know, she liked to thank her, quote unquote, best friend, my beautiful blue-eyed, green-eyed best friend who gives me everything. <laughs> who the fuck has two different colored eyes? I'm confused. Kiefer. Are his eyes just like, it's like that thing where like, if you're wearing a blue shirt, your eyes look blue. And like, if you're wearing a green shirt, your eyes look green. You know, I don't quite have the specifics on it, but apparently one is always one color and the other is another. Weird. So she was clearly referring to Kiefer Sutherland. Now, again, I can't figure out when she broke off her engagement with Dylan McDermott, but... This happened in January of 1990. The one thing I could find was that they broke their engagement off in 1990. So they were definitely uh, toeing the line there. You know, like there could have been some overlap. I don't know. Like chances are like on New Year's Eve, they weren't like, I love you. And then the next day they're like, we're breaking up. Like it was probably like a little bit past like January that they broke up. You you would think. Um, <laughs> so Julie and Kiefer, they fall in love on set. Obviously, that's why Julia Roberts, you know, breaks off her engagement with, with Dylan McDermott. Uh, also important to note, Kiefer Sutherland was actually still married to his first wife, Camelia Kath. So that was a thing. What the fuck? So these are like, all they're all like really messy. Like they're all messy. <laughs> now, I don't know the exact status of Kiefer Sutherland's relationship at the time uh, because remember, like it's ha- so hard to find like archival people, magazine articles and stuff. I, f- right. I did find a few. Um, so the exact dates are hard to find. I do know that they did get divorced later that same year. So they could have already been separated, but yeah, it is definitely messy. That's for sure. And Julia Roberts definitely started flatliners, um, like filming flatliners while still engaged to Dylan McDermott. So there was definitely okay. some overlap, but like, yeah. I just don't know. Like the, the weird thing to me would be if she was still engaged to Dylan McDermott and she said that thing on stage on national TV at the golden globes. No, that's super weird. Like, she wasn't, like, trying to hide it or anything. Not at all. Not at all. And that's actually a theme in Julia Roberts' life. There's other moments where she does stuff like this, but uh, that's for another podcast. That's for literally another scandal. (laughs) She's literally like, this is real. This is me. Like, I'm doing what I want to do. Like, I'm winning an award, and y'all bitches can suck it. Like, yeah, I'm hooking up with someone, and I'm still engaged. But, like, do you have a Golden Globe? Don't think so. Quick sidebar. So, you know her current husband? His name is Danny Motor. He's this cameraman and they've been actually married for like 16 years now but when they first started dating he was married oh my god and he was married to a woman named vera and during the time they were having an affair julia roberts would go around town wearing a vera shirt and paparazzi caught photos of it and she's been asked about it and she gives these really weird vague uh, very defensive answers but yeah so see Ju- that was the other incident i was referring to <laughs> when it comes okay, to julia i kind roberts. of live for julia she's like a psychopath like get it girl <laughs> they used to call her tinker hell on the set of hook oh my god so a diva Ugh, yeah she's, a huge she's ruining diva. everything for me <laughs> she's not aaron brockovich like, i thought she was like a normal girl who just like shot to fame and just like wanted to live like a quiet normal life but like had to be famous and rich yeah, the exact opposite. Okay. 
So Julia and Kiefer start dating. And uh, like I said, breaks off her engagement with McDermott. Kiefer divorces Camelia Kath. She's 23, he's 24, so they're both really young, and they're both huge stars, right? Uh, you know, right. I know Kiefer is not as big of a star now. Like, obviously, he had the hit show 24, but at the time, he's coming off The Lost Boys. He's coming off Stand By Me. He's pretty big. He's like a budding star at the time. Yeah, he's like well-known. Like, people like are talking about him. Yeah, and Julia is coming off Pretty Woman, so she's the biggest deal. Like, iconic, yeah. Now, here's the thing. According to People Magazine, their relationship is very volatile. It starts volatile, and it stays volatile, right? They quickly move together into Julia Roberts' Hollywood Hills home, but shit's just rocky for whatever reason. I don't know. There's tons of reports. They're young, right? You know? They don't have their shit together necessarily, right? They're but, young, rich, and famous. Like, what else would you do, like, other than be psycho? That's the that's your pastime. That's like the national pastime. You know, some people have baseball. Celebrities have being psycho. Being psycho, like, we can't be bothered. We're busy being psycho. Like, I get it. Like, you don't have to explain it to me. Like, I get it. So in 1991, the relationship is going through, like, major, major issues, reportedly. Kiefer moves out of Julia's home, and he moves into this hotel called the St. Francis Hotel. Apparently, it's, like, downright awful and disgusting. It, at the time, it cost $105 a week to stay at. So that's like literally trash. It's like $15 a day. What the heck? Why didn't he stay somewhere better? The reason, well, there's two reasons, okay? Well, I guess there's, there's two different accounts. Kiefer said he was researching for a role in a movie, but this movie was never even made. It was called yeah, In From the Cold. But bullshit. it was never even made, so... But, you know, shit happens, but again... He says he was research, researching. The other account of this is that it was across the street from a bar that was actually his favorite bar called Hollywood Billiards Parlor. Hollywood Billiards Parlor. Okay. it's <laughs> a lot going on in that name. <laughs> it's in Hollywood. They play pool at it and it's a parlor. I mean, sounds like kind of my nightmare of a place to be, but cool. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? That seems so on brand for you. Seems very off brand for me. Seems, seems like a wry kind of place. It's I'm definitely like, a place for me. I hate being in Hollywood, hate playing billiards, and hate like parlors. I don't even know what a parlor is, but I hate it. You know what that reminds me of, though? That night that you and me teamed up at pool, and like I was coaching you on every single shot like down to the millimeter, and you and me kicked ass at pool, and we were beating like legit pool people. Was I good? You don't remember that at No Bar? No, I remember the night, but like I don't remember being good. Well, you hit clutch shots. Like You didn't hit very many shots, but you hit the shots I okay. needed you to make. <laughs> I feel like my thing with like pool is like I'm either really good and I like make all the shots or like I literally bounce the ball like off the table. <laughs> That's what you did. You literally bounced the ball off the table and into the wall once, but you hit the <laughs> shots I needed you to make. Perfect. Keep so, me around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So back to Kiefer. He loves this place. He loves to play pool, actually. Another thing is he's a big drinker guy, you know, and it could be a actually to the to his detriment um he has like a long history of abusing alcohol he had a dui in eight in the 80s he had a, a dui arrest actually in 2007 he went to jail for 48 days uh he's given yeah. like several candid uh interviews about it he always denies having a drinking problem um you know he's really consistent that you know he doesn't have a drink problem and he actually says i will never give up drinking because quote unquote one of the things i love to do is go out with my friends and tell stories and have a bunch of drinks. 
I so mean, it sounds same. like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I really like him. Like, I would I get along with I him. Just, I don't play pool, but I would get along with him. I can't believe I just found a new role model. <laughs> <laughs> so some people speculate maybe that had to do with it. Who knows? He he maintains it was to research for a role. It seems kind of coincidental to me that he ends up like right across the street from his favorite bar. But that's just me. Yeah, no, like, I mean, that also is me because I'm like, if I had to go like move somewhere weird, I'd be like, where's my favorite bar? Oh, the place across the street sounds good. He's being smart about it. You had that for a while. UTL. Ugh, shout Ugh, out to UTL. UTL. No, no shout out to UTL. <laughs> Fuck that place. It used to be so good. It used to be so good, you guys. <laughs> you guys, you don't know what you got till it's gone. I know. If you have, a, if you have a favorite dive bar, take it in while you can because one day something will happen and you won't ever be able to return. That's why it's a dive bar. It. One day they will screw you over. One day it yeah. will get too seedy. But in the meantime, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted, you guys. So while That's living the real message of this podcast, <laughs> that that was the scandal. Appreciate so your dive bars, Kiefer, he just appreciated his uh, his dive bar until everything went wrong. Uh, no, that's not the scandal. Julia actually doesn't have anything to do with it. No, that was the whole I just ruse. Talked about Julia. I just talked about Julia Roberts for no reason. <laughs> it was just to introduce Kiefer into the whole mix. Um, so he, so while living at the hotel. Kiefer starts to be seen with this 24-year-old go-go dancer named Amanda Rice, who worked at the Crazy Girls Club in Hollywood, and she also... Oh my god, I love that place. Right? Uh, another on-brand brand place like for me. sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> the more I get to know this guy, the more I don't want to ever hang out with him. Are you kidding me? I thought he was your role model. What happened to that? Yeah, but he'd have to go to my bars. Smart bar? Smart bar. Boys Town, WeHo. <laughs> He would not fit in. I love Smart Bar, though. I know. TBT. So this Amanda Rice was also known to hang out at that Hollywood uh, billiards parlor. And shortly after he moves into his hotel, he would apparently uh, go visit Amanda at the Crazy Girls Club, actually. And the assistant manager at Crazy Girls Club, uh, Marwan Khalaf, gave this quote to people. He always came in just before closing, and I saw them leave together. So this is while he is dating Julia Roberts on the down low. Oh, no. they It's not Still on the down married? low. They're oh, not married. They are dating. He uh, okay. He's living at her Hollywood Hills house, although get, he okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. surely moved out. out. Got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. But, oh, they're a hot celebrity couple. Okay, so, like, people know that they're together, but then yes. he's, like, going to this, like, go-go dancer club and, like, leaving with, like, this girl named Amanda. Yep. And oh, according okay. to a fellow dancer at the club, um, they even went to Disneyland together with their children. <laughs> Rice had a young son, and Sutherland had a three-year-old daughter at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they would go on double dates with other go-go dancers and the go-go dancers' boyfriends. Okay, super weird. And then, like, what was Julia's, like, reaction to this? Like, so or was it still, like, not, like, known? Like, was it still, like, was his, like, sneaking around on the down low or, like, what? So, while this is happening, it's all on the down low. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's not in the news. A few weeks after uh, he moved into the hotel and he settled down in there, he moves back into Julia Roberts' house. And things were going smoothly for a little bit until Amanda Rice goes to the tabloids. Rice tells her story and she even gives a a couple little tidbits. Like she says, 
Uh, Kiefer was resentful of Julia and like talked a lot of shit about her, saying that she was insecure about her looks and she was overly possessive. He even said, according to Rice, that pretty woman turned Julia into an insecure ice princess. Oh, please. So, of course, Kiefer's publicist, Annette Wolf, quickly, you know, comes out and, you know, denies very strongly that they ever had an affair. He's he did admit that he knew Rice, but he just said that they liked to play pool together. They were pool buddies. Yeah, right. Okay. But they said, quote unquote, there was nothing sexual. Doubt it. But so okay. it was kind of a Bill Clinton moment, you know? I did not yeah. have sex with that woman. Right. But like, <laughs> all signs point to yes, you did, honey. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a lot of like pool buddies just going to Disneyland with their kids and going on double dates and like going to the crazy girls club at closing and leaving together. And also like not seeing like a lot of like guys just like casually making girlfriends at the club and like being pool buddies with them. Doesn't happen too often. Like seems super weird. (laughs) So when the story breaks, Julia checks into Cedars Sinai Medical Center for quote unquote (gasps) the flu. Oh my God. You know, you're famous if you check into Cedars Sinai. Yeah, that's the bougie hospital. I feel like everyone famous dies there. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Whitney Houston. Oh, really? No, she died in a bathtub too soon. Oh, um, right. Someone else, someone else died there. Yeah, Cedar Sinai. You either give birth there or you die there if you're a celebrity. Right, and like it's in the middle of West Hollywood, so like makes sense. Like they all like it's like pretty central. And also, if you have the flu or need to just get away from the paparazzi for a minute. Literally, it's like, if you're famous and you need a second to yourself, you're like, I'm checking into Cedar sinai with exhaustion, aka I need a place where, like, literally I have a second of privacy. It's the non-rehab rehab. Yeah, essentially. It's like, I don't need rehab. I literally don't need but it, so I, I don't want to check into rehab. somewhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at my home where the paparazzi is going to linger. So she's there for five days. And apparently, actually, Kiefer is visiting her. Um, she checks out after five days. And shortly after all of this, they get engaged. Oh, for the love of God. So this is setting up nice. This is yeah, going to have a happy like ending. A, yeah, this seems like a really good fucking idea. <laughs> so, right, tell me this. If you were in a relationship, right, your partner is seen with a go-go dancer and, like, is living, living in a seedy hotel for, like, a month. They come back to you. The story breaks out in the news because, you know, Holly Shook's blown up and you're a mega podca- podcaster. Um, right. Do you... Get engaged to this person right after the tabloids drop. Well, first off, it's, like, pretty rude of you to, like, predict my future and, like, make it super public, like, right in front of everyone. Um, It's going to be anyway, so whatever. But I would say probably yes, because... It's the right move, right? I feel like it's, like, a good PR move of, like, LOL, you guys believe everything you read. Like, none of that actually happened. Like, we're actually a happy couple, and we can't wait to spend the rest of our lives together. So it's like some really good spin, right? Yeah, and it's like totally believable. And it seems like it's really going to last a long time. And they're not going to have to do any damage control like down the road at all. What's your prediction right now? Like, how is this going to end? Happily ever after. I mean, they're still together, right? <laughs> like, she doesn't have a different husband of 16 years, right? I did kind of ruin the ending in some way. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at this point, you'd be a dumbass to think like, this is going to end great. It's only a celebrity scandal podcast and so many things are going wrong. The scandal 
like all the scandals happen in the first year and the rest is just happily ever after. Well, also I feel like both of them are famous enough where like I would have known if they were married like now. So it's like, obviously like I know that they're not still together. Spoiler alert. There's no spoilers. I don't get like why this all happened. Like I'm trying to understand like, where did they go from here? Cause like at this point, like it feels like it was nothing but a mess. Like, they seem like messy bitches who love drama. Like they literally were just doing something to like start drama with each other. It feels like. So where does it go from here? You know how like sometimes you start such a big mess or you make such a big mess. You're like, fuck it. Let's just make the biggest mess possible. Um, no, cause I'm not a psychopath, but sure. That's where this goes. Are you ready to embark on a journey? Yeah, I'm like really stressed out. Like, I, that was the intro, by the way. That was literally the intro. Okay. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, right. <laughs> this concludes part one. Um, yeah, I feel like we haven't even talked about Julia, and like, other than she went to the hospital. Right. So the wedding was set very soon after they got engaged. Oh my God. June 14th, 1991. So, like I mentioned, February of 1991 is when Kiefer goes on this whole this bender. Right. So they, so like that takes three weeks and then there's the whole like period between that three weeks and, and Amanda Rice going to the tabloids and then Julia is in the hospital for a week. So the wedding is set like maybe a few months, three months after this all happens and all goes down. It's very quick, but you know, they are celebrities. They couldn't make things happen quickly, right? They're not your, you know, average Joe that needs like a whole year to plan a wedding. I mean, sure. Yeah. So they have this wedding set up June fourteenth, ninety one, and it was apparently going to be, or it is going to be, a grand affair. Until three days before the wedding, Julia Roberts calls off the wedding. Oh my god, Runaway Bride starring Julia Roberts. Isn't that hilarious? See, that is like my favorite Julia Roberts movie, probably. Also starring Richard Gere. Also starring Richard Gere. Same director as Pretty Woman. Yeah, it's all problematic. <laughs> so, you know what's funny is that this is all happening in 91. That movie is released in 99. Yeah. Mm. So, it literally is based on her life. Oh, my God. I had no idea. <laughs> it's not like... I don't think it was supposed to be based on her life, but it was just kind of funny. Like, she was a runaway bride. And yeah, like, you can't ignore the parallels. Yeah, it's really bizarre. But that's the 90s. So, peop- so a big reference point for me was this People magazine uh, article. Um, which was which is considered like one of their most epic articles ever, and I, I think uh, some of it is worth reading just like straight from the podcast. It's written by this author named uh, a writer named Louis Log. Um, okay. So I think some some of this I should read. I'm just going to read this opening because it's so epic. It just sets the stage for everything. It was going to be the fantasy wedding of the decade, the showbiz merger of Hollywood's most bankable star, Julia Roberts and her mercurial actor beau of more than a year, Kiefer Sutherland. Since this was a union made not in heaven, but in Hollywood, some 150 of the glitziest and ritziest were primed to be standing moist-eyed and overdressed at where else? 20th Century Fox's Soundstage 14, which had been done up to mimic a garden-like paradise. They were going to get married on a soundstage? Yep. This is my least favorite thing ever. This was as Hollywood as it could get. And that 150 number is funny because I got other numbers from other places. Some said as high as 500 people in attendance. 
Yeah, I was going to say that seems like pretty lame to have like a whole soundstage and have it only be 150 people. Maybe they were just referring to the celebrities. I don't know. But it was this huge, supposed to be this huge, huge affair. Three days before the wedding, Julia calls it off. So what happened? You ready for this? No. (laughs) Apparently, in the lead up to the wedding, Julia Roberts was having second thoughts, obviously. Standard. She loved Kiefer, but she wasn't sure if getting married was the right move. Um, it wow. did, did happen so quickly, right? Yeah. Proud now, of her. Here's, right, here's the speculation. Some think it could have been because of growing jealousy on Kiefer's part. Because she was becoming Hollywood's most successful actress with the largest paydays, and he actually had three flops out of his last four movies. And the only movie that created any sort of buzz was Flatliners, which co-starred Julia Roberts. LOL. Yeah. So that could have created some friction. And we've heard of this dynamic before, right? Like the man feeling inferior to the woman because, you know, he's not bringing home the bacon. Maybe that was right. a part of it. Some people said that was bullshit. So others speculated that Julia Roberts just had a tendency to shy away. Uh, you know, once she got close, she would end the relationship, right? She had that reputation um, because when relationships are right at their peak, right, she's living with Liam Neeson, they break it off. She's engaged to Dylan McDermott, she breaks it off. Right. Uh, some people thought maybe that's just it, right? She just can never go through with something. Yeah. Which is fair. Uh, another source close to Julia Roberts uh, told People in June of 1991, um, this is the quote, it was Julia who called the wedding off. She has wanted to, to do it for some time, but didn't know if she could find the courage. So that's a quote. Now, here's, here's some more investigation. I feel like it would be more stressful the closer you get, but okay. Right. Well, she did it three days before, which is pretty insane. So, three weeks before the wedding, uh, she actually has, like, a huge wedding shower, and, like, everything seemed to be going really, really well, right? Her One of her bridesmaids through the wedding shower is actually also her agent, Elaine Goldsmith, and, like, she's getting all these gifts. Like, things seem to be cool. And two days after the shower, Kiefer goes to Whitefish, Montana, where he owned 300 acres. And him and Julia were going to honeymoon there. And so he goes there to actually prepare for the honeymoon, you know, like set things up. Who knows? Maybe a ton of romantic things like rose petals. That's my speculation. But apparently he does go there to set up for the honeymoon. So at the same time, Julia Roberts goes to Canyon Ranch Spa in Tucson with her friends. However, she get a visitor. Jason Patrick. Do you know who Jason Patrick is? No idea. He was actually in The Lost Boys. He co-starred in that movie with Kiefer Sutherland. And he's also the grandson of the famous comedian Jackie Gleason. Oh my god, it's like they're all connected. <laughs> another fun they're fact. All connected. Another fun fact, he once went on a date with Julia Roberts. Uh, yep. And so they like, have this like kind of like forbidden love that they like never got to pursue. Well, according to a source at the Canyon Ranch Spa, Julia and Jason Patrick discreetly left at dinner together, and Patrick appeared to be comforting comforting her. Oh my God! Stop. Yep, you can see where this is going. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as soon as Julia returned to LA. The wedding was called off via a joint statement. Imagine that, by the way. When you're a celebrity, when you're that high profile, when you call off a wedding, you have to give out a joint statement. Yeah. Well, like anything. Like, when celebrities get divorced, like, they, like, post, like, a a, a screenshot of their notes app. And they, like, post it on their Instagram. And they're like, this is, like, us, like, 
announcing our divorce like together or whatever. And I'm like, this is wild. I saw like some like thing went viral with these two YouTube stars who were dating or something and they filmed their breakup for YouTube. Um, Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, in in celebrity life, everything is public because if you don't publicize, it's going to end up being public anyway. We got a croissant this morning. Well, I feel like it's like bite the bullet. Like people are going to fucking speculate and make up their own versions of the story no matter what. So it's like, you might as well just kind of like tell the people what's happening like from the start, I guess. Like, I don't know. That's what I think. Controlling the story. Yeah. So here's the public sense. Oh yeah, totally. No, I mean, you want to get ahead of the story. And like you said, you, you kind of shut down any sort of speculation. And obviously if you don't have this like major wedding at a soundstage, people are going to notice like you can't just, it's not like anything else. Like, the little things that happen on a day-to-day basis, this is a big right. thing. And everyone's talking it's about it. It's not like it. a birthday party that you canceled because you got, like, sick. Like, right. It's, like, a big deal. Or you're feuding with your best friend, and so you can't have the birthday party if you're feuding right. with your best friend. Like, yeah. that could have happened in the Kardashian realm, I can imagine, right? Right, yeah. Like, it would have lasted, Kim, like, one episode, and then right. we would have moved on. Like, how can I have my birthday without Jonathan Chabin at hand? I don't know. That's her best Ooh. friend, right? Jonathan Chabin? Something Chabin? Okay, you know I don't do the Kardashians. Like, I literally don't know who you're talking about. I just know he's the guy that's always, like, a little bit behind to the right of Kim Kardashian in every paparazzi pic. Sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) He's always just there. Anyway, um, so this is the publicist's statement. It has been mutually agreed upon that the wedding has been postponed. Oh, Lord. So they first announced that this wedding is postponed. It's not called off. It's just postponed. It's going to happen another day. I hate that. However, rumors began to swirl immediately. One reliable insider said she dumped him. Another source said uh, that Kiefer, you know, he he wasn't even the first to know that he'd been dumped. And he heard about it through a mutual friend. I could see that. But a a source close to Julia said that it was Julia who called the wedding off. All right, here's where things start to get really interesting. By the way, have you found the scandal yet? Do you know what the scandal is yet? I don't know. Like the whole fucking thing. Like, no, we haven't gotten to the scandal messy. yet. They're all a mess. We have not even gotten to the scandal yet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so someone the- kill someone? Like, that's the only like next step in my opinion. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland kills Jason Patrick. No. Welcome to 24. <laughs> I'd never watched 24. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> you don't even have a vague idea what 24 is about? I think it, like, happened over, like, the course of 24 hours. That's all I know. That's the concept. I think there's actually, like, 24 episodes a season, and every episode is an hour of one day. Like, so every season is one day. That's pretty uh, That's pretty cool conceptually. No, no, I think you're wrong. I think it's the whole season is one day. That's what I said. No, no, no. You said the whole season is, or each episode is one day. Did I say that? I thought no, I said the whole season. Is one no, day. <laughs> I get where you're. I get where you were saying. You just worded it really weird. <laughs> no, I'm saying each episode is one hour. An hour and there's 24. Right, 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 right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about you 24 made a later. A lot of sense, but it just came out very weird to me. That's just what I do. But it's a great concept, but I feel like I would be stressed out and like this is happening like way too far in like real time, and like I need like jump cuts, like I need like fast forwards, <laughs> like. I'm so, like it, it was, it was a show that w- like one time. And I feel like a lot, of, a lot of other people had this experience. I was sick, 
I was home from school one day and it was on and I just binge watch. Right. It's such a good binge watch show because it, it is stressful and it leaves you on the edge of your seat and you just have to like keep watching because it every yeah. episode ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, it's not like great quality TV. It's just kind of popcorny, but whatever. Right. Anyway, um, on the day before what would have been their wedding, right? So June 13th, Julia Roberts is seen wearing what is most likely Jason Patrick's Notre Dame baseball cap. And it, I guess he's just known to wear this cap. And I, I mean, I guess she could have been wearing the same cap. Uh, but probably from what we know, the fact that they were with each other in Tucson, it's Jason Patrick's cap. And she's wearing it at a promotional shoot for Hook. I love Hook. So on Friday, then, June 14th, the, the day that should have been their wedding, Kiefer Sutherland is seen moving out of Julia Roberts' Hollywood Hills home, which, like, wouldn't happen if the wedding's just postponed, right? Right. And Julia Roberts is seen having lunch with Jason Patrick at Nowhere Cafe, which is, like, this super trendy spot at the time. So they literally are, like, making their breakup public, like, the day that their wedding was supposed to happen. Basically. But they're not giving any, like, press releases. They're not saying anything to the press, even though they're inquiring. There's paparazzi, but they're not saying anything. Also, I'm just, like, really stressed out because, like, if this was all happening while Hook was being, like, released and filmed, like, it's really, like, making my outlook on Hook, like, very (laughs) negative. Um, And as, like, a very positive, like, moment of my childhood, I'm just, like, really sad that this was happening behind the scenes. This happened one week before they started shooting Hook. If that changes anything. Oh my God. Julia. <laughs> I will never watch Hook the same way again, knowing that you're just like lying and cheating behind everyone's back. <laughs> and that her nickname was Tinker Hell on the set. Oh God. She will still be my Tinker Bell, but I will always, always keep this with me. So a few hours after that lunch on June 14th, Julia and Jason Patrick hop on a flight to London. Okay. And from London, they fly to Dublin. And according to the London Daily Mail at the time, they were practically making love on the one-hour Aer Lingus flight. Oh my god, I love Aer Lingus. <laughs> Do you actually know you. that airline? Yes, I've taken it so many times, they treat you so well. <laughs> Apparently they allow you to like, practically make love. Yeah, exactly, that's why I love it. How many that's times have you made love on an Aer Lingus flight? Like, multiple. <laughs> Too many like to count? Sitting next, sitting next to a stranger, I'm like, okay, like we all know what's happening next. Like, we're, <laughs> we're on Aer Lingus. Like, yes. We all know what happened with Julia and Patrick, or whatever his name is. Jason Patrick, okay. Whatever. His name's pa- Patrick He's- Jason, Baby Warren. <laughs> he is the grandson of comedian Jackie Gleason, okay? Don't defame his character. Literally could have cared less, but... um. Okay, so they're, like, having sex on a plane, and then they are in Dublin. They get to Dublin. They're staying at this very fancy hotel called the Shelburne Hotel, although they are staying in separate rooms, apparently separate suites. Doubt it, but okay. That's what the, that's what the reporters they say. They booked two rooms. They're not staying in two rooms. <laughs> Good point. They did book two rooms, apparently. They were yeah, probably like in the same room. Age-old trick. So, uh, you remember how... I told you the wedding was postponed, according to the publicist. Yes. Uh, the whole this whole time, Julia Roberts wasn't wearing uh, her engagement ring. If uh, it wasn't already a tell that the wedding wasn't actually postponed, yeah, that's the tell. Not surprised. So yeah, engagement ring off. Kiefer is moving out. 
making love to Jason Patrick in planes. That's all going down. <laughs> Do we know, like, what... I mean, I guess other than the fact that they were both cheating on each other, like, was there, like, a moment between them, or was it just kind of, like, they obviously, like, weren't supposed to be together? See, so much of it is under wraps, and spoiler alert, I guess, kind of, because I was going to get to this, but it's worth mentioning now. None of them really talk about it much since. They've yeah, given a few prompts, but... I don't doubt that. But from what we know, they went on that date once. Kiefer and um, Jason Patrick were friends, so she obviously knew him. Right. And he goes and visits her in Tucson. So those are kind of, I guess, the moments leading up to it. And I don't know if they had private moments while, obviously, Kiefer and Jason Patrick are buddies. And maybe she and him have, like, little side conversations and moments and flirtations. I don't know. Well, they obviously did. It's not yeah. like they just, like, one day were like, let's do it on a plane. Like, right. There had to be some stuff leading up to it. I mean, we know for a fact they have the date and the Tucson moment. And I think the Tucson yeah. thing is, like, what really kind of ignited the fire. Totally. Classic Tucson, to be honest. <sighs> That's such a Tucson thing, right? I love Tucson, but it's, like, so sleazy. If you need, like, to get your fire ignited, go to Tucson, everyone. Tucson. Piece of totally. advice. If you want to like just be complete trash, Tucson. <laughs> All our Tucson listeners out there are like, where? I what do we Tucson. do? Like, where do My we go? My parents live in Tucson. I freaking go there like once a year at least. Yeah, you're like, a Tucson it's girl. Trash. It's trash, but that's why I love it because like same. So in Dublin, Julia Roberts and Jason Patrick are being hounded by reporters and paparazzi, like, and more than usual for a superstar celebrity, right? Okay. Because I mean, this is in the midst of the called off wedding. Yeah. So, like, people are trying to figure out um, Julie Roberts' every last move. So, since it's so overwhelming, they decide to leave the very next morning at the break of dawn. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this is kind of a funny little detail. They reportedly go to stay at the Galloway Cottage of Adam Clayton. You know who Adam Clayton is? No. He's the bassist for U2. Dad. What? <laughs> That's so So you know what I told Camille as I was researching all this? Like, the thing about celebrities, I like, maybe Julia Roberts and Adam Clayton are best friends. I don't know. But they could also just no. not know each other. And, like, the great thing about, I think, celebrity life is that, like, because you're a celebrity and you're in this rarefied yeah. stratosphere and, like... You, you have, like, a shared experience. Yeah, this unique bond. Like, everyone watches us. And so, like, you could just call up anyone and just yeah. be like... Hey man, like I know you have a cottage here. Like you have this plate, you have a penthouse here. Can I stay at it? And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, like Adam Clayton, cool. Like why not?" I believe that's true. I'm like, I don't think that like a lot of celebrities are actually like close friends, but I think that they like can have this like quote unquote like close bond or like help each other out because they have this like weird experience that like not a lot of people get to have. That's like so unreal and crazy, like that only someone who knows what it's like to be that rich and famous can relate to. So like literally Julia Roberts is probably like, yo, we're being like attacked. Like we need like a private <laughs> spot. Like, you know what it means like, right. to like have this feeling. Like, please let me like come to your random cottage. And Adam Clayton's like, I don't like, know what it means to have this feeling. I'm just Adam Clayton. I'm just that basis yeah, for you too. Like, I'm like literally like always in the shadow of Bono. <laughs> and also like, how did you get my number? Um, and so he was probably like, but I guess, yeah, sure. So they go, and from there, that's really, that's actually the end of the story right there. There's the aftermath I'm going to get into, but that's the story. 
I'm just like so stressed out because I'm like, this literal whole thing could have been avoided if they were just like chill, I feel. <laughs> like if they were just like, you know, like we kind of like each other, like we hook up, like, yeah, maybe we date, like who knows. But like the fact that they had to be like so extra and like get engaged and like plan a whole wedding, like when they obviously didn't want to because they were both cheating on each other. Like that's what the whole scandal was. And I'm like, y'all done goofed. You like, just like take a step back, like take it day by day. Like, and maybe everything will be like fine. What do you think is the moment that drew me in? Um, I would say like me, I like the cancellation of the wedding three days before. It, to me, that's like crazy. Like three days before, it was. Uh, I found out. I heard this through the grapevine um, that Julia Roberts calls off her wedding and leaves with the groom's friend Best to friend, Ireland. Yeah, it's it's that right, combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like right. flies off to Ireland. This is crazy. It wasn't even like, oh my god, like our, our wedding's canceled. Like I'm really sad and just like need some private time. Like just let me be. Like respect my privacy at this time. Like she was like, I'm canceling my wedding, but I'm also just gonna like go on like a weird honeymoon with like my like ex fiance's like best friend, like BRB, and also like where's Bono. <laughs> and like no regrets like you would think the day of the wedding there'd be like all these memories flooding in like no. oh, a relationship no she's like eating a burger apparently at this cafe in the middle of the right. day as Kiefer Sutherland's probably pouring his heart out crying moving out of his Hollywood Hills home I don't want to make him out to, see, to be the victim I mean he did cheat on her first with Amanda Rice probably but allegedly <laughs> like okay well honestly it kind of like makes me like Julia Roberts even more <laughs> remember when I was like oh my god I'm gonna hate Julia Roberts but I'm like, kind of like, you know what, bitch, work. Like, you're like, I'm living truth. for Julia Roberts right now. Yeah, I was kind of just like, you know what? She like realized she didn't want to get married and said she was like, fuck this, I'm going to Ireland. Like, and I'm going to have a grand old time, even though she was there for like 24 hours. <laughs> um, no, she was there longer. She was in Dublin for like 24 hours. Oh, yeah, right, right. Um, She was in the Galway cottage for God knows how long. I mean, it's like weird. Like, and I think, like, we've talked about this on Rimey, like, it reminds me of, like, the Ariana Grande, like, Pete Davidson engagement, where I'm just, like, is it, like, an engagement of, like, being young, rich, and famous, and, like, passionate, and, like, it's gonna blow up in your face? Like, probably. Yeah, that's what this was. It really was. And they've basically admitted as such since then. There's quotes. I'll go through them later, maybe, but Kiefer saying, you know, we we're just so young and in love, and I think... Things were just moving super fast, and when you're in the limelight, I think things seem to move even faster because they don't have much downtime to, like, really process things and, like, contemplate. It's, like, all happening so quick, and you're, like, researching roles for movies and hanging out at a crazy girls, you know, club, and things just happen too quickly. Researching roles for movies. (laughs) Are we still letting him get away with that? (laughs) Playing lots of billiards. Uh, But you know what I mean. Like, it's just so... Yeah, I think celebrity life can be so fleeting, those those little moments, and, and then you don't really realize it until after the fact. And um, Well, and they were, like, young, and, like, they went on to have, like, obviously both, like, very successful careers, and right. they, like, moved past this moment, which is great. Right. Um, so let's get so to I the aftermath. I guess I don't blame them for, like, not wanting to talk about it much, because it's kind of like, we were young, like, bye. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, and by the way, I like, I don't hate Julia Roberts from this yes you do i totally do no (laughs) but it really did like give me a new perspective on her because she really was kind of like this 
very like put together kind of person in my head. And we we have all these like bullshit notions of who these people are based on like right. one, sometimes freaking acting. Like I know her as the stepmom from that movie. What was it called? I think it was called Stepmother or something. Probably. The, the movie with um Susan, uh, Susan Sarandon. Do you know which movie I'm talking about? No, no okay, idea. Matter. Anyway, I know her from that. I know her from Aaron Brockovich, Pretty Woman. Once again, I'm a fake Julia Roberts stan. Like I love her, <laughs> but I've literally seen like probably three of her movies. <laughs> so you you like have those crumbs you see them in a couple red carpet interviews and then you have this notion and it's like, you know what? They're people. They may (laughs) break off a wedding and fly off to Ireland with, you know, the groom's friend. And like, that's a little bit. Yeah. That's a little bit extra compared to the norm. But uh, things like this, things that are sort of parallel to this happen in daily life, right? You know, you, you realize, wait, this relationship isn't right. And maybe I like someone else. This happens all the time. Yeah. It's a daily occurrence. But uh, so, you know, I'm not trying to downplay the scandal. It's supposed to be a celebrity scandal podcast. This is still scandalous, everyone. Okay. Don't turn this off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're like 45 minutes and I'm turning it off. <laughs> Wait, this wasn't really a scandal? You guys are redefining it as a like, non-scandal? The whole time. I, I feel like it's, I like the scandal a lot because it's like they did well on like sweeping it under the rug, you know? Yeah. Like, because it's not talked about, it's not like part of, julia roberts legacy but like it still fully happened you know and probably all the broken engagements and divorces helped that you know there's just too many to sift through but they were just kind of like okay well we give up like good job (laughs) like congrats on your success like we love you by the way one more additional detail jason patrick was originally invited to the wedding wolves but then he was uninvited closer to the date, and apparently this caused a major major rift between Kiefer and julia Okay, well, like, I feel like it was, like, maybe the straw that broke the camel's back at this point, because, like, obviously there was riffs. They also probably, like, knew that, like, she was hooking up with Jason Patrick Alexander or whatever his fucking name was. (laughs) The man of many first names. (laughs) The guy from Seinfeld. Um, (laughs) That's what I've been thinking this whole time, like, the guy from Seinfeld. Are you imagining Jason Alexander? That's the best part of this whole podcast, (laughs) and it's coming in the hour mark, is that you're imagining George Costanza and Joy Roberts. (laughs) I knew it wasn't him, but every time he said Jason Patrick, I was like, Jason Patrick Alexander. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm I'm going to, right, I'm going to get Camille to (laughs) Photoshop a picture of, like, Julia Roberts (laughs) and George Costanza. No, but Jason Alexander (laughs) as George Costanza, it's going to be so great. Oh, no. Funnily enough, uh, Julie Roberts uh, appeared in an episode of Friends. Oh, my God. So she was with him the whole time. <laughs> Wait, that's not even the same show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, Friends, Seinfeld, 90 sitcoms. So, okay, the aftermath, right? Julia and Jason Patrick would actually go on to date. And they would date for over a year, but they would break up in 1992. Okay. Uh, she would go on to marry Lyle Lovett in 93, but they divorced shortly thereafter. And like I said, she's been married to Danny Motor for, since 2002. They have three children. Kiefer, he would get married and divorced to Kelly Wynn. Uh, he's dated several people since. And also, like I, like we've talked about, he goes on to star in the hit TV show, 24. For a while, as you'd expect, Kiefer and Jason Patrick weren't friends. Right. Uh, Kiefer actually spoke out about this. He was specifically upset that Jason Patrick never reached out. This is a quote. He says, I'm surprised that I never got a call from him mm-hmm. saying, I've fallen in love, da, da, da. 
Instead, I found out from a stranger. So he was pretty pissed. Right. And they didn't talk for a very long time. Rightly so. Right. Uh, as you'd expect when one of your good friends steals your fiance. Three days before your wedding. Right, 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 right. right and I right. hate to put in those terms steals as if like Julia Roberts is, you know, Kiefer's like property. Property, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, I guess the concept that, that he would be the one to get involved. her away. Yeah. Like, Let's put it romantically. Obviously, Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland weren't right for each other. No doubt about it. Yeah, um, like no questions asked. You'd hope a friend wouldn't get in the way of all that, you know? Like, they could figure it out on their own and resolve or, or reconcile or not on their own. Yeah, but, like, you're putting a lot of, like, credit towards, like, young, <laughs> hot, rich people. Like, I'm sorry. Like, as much as this is, like, terrible, I'm like, I can't blame y'all. <laughs> Here's the twist. Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland are friends again. They actually starred in a Broadway uh, play together in 2011 called That Championship Season. Oh, my God. So cute of them. Yeah. So they're friends again. They're homies. They take pictures together on the red carpet. Are they all friends with Julia or no? Is, like, Julia, like, kind of, like, out for the count for, like, their relationships? (laughs) So the only stuff I found on Julia Roberts commenting on everything was from November of 91. Uh, Kiefer... You have more recent stuff on. I don't think they're. I don't think they're enemies, but they're not really cordial either. I think they just avoid each other. I mean, it makes sense. It's also, like they're probably not like running into each other at like every like day events. Yeah, well, maybe they are. They're on different planes too. You know, like she's yeah. a movie star, he's a TV guy. He's TV, yeah. But here is Julia Roberts is pretty much her only statements on all this. She's made others, but you know, this is the most definitive. She uh, she actually so she says that she did return from Arizona intending to tell Kiefer that she thought it would be best for them not to get married. But she actually says that she calls Kiefer and he says to her that he doesn't want the wedding to happen. So she claims that he broke off the wedding. Mm. Yeah. But do you think that was like him being like, I know what you did? I'm not sure. Obviously, she doesn't clarify that. Right. <laughs> Um, she claims that he was like far more nasty about it and he, he hangs up the phone. Um, she goes on to say like, I feel like Kiefer tried to make it seem like he was the victim. I quite honestly believe this is Julie Roberts quote. I quite honestly believe that Kiefer knows that it's the best thing for himself and for me that it didn't happen, but he shouldn't try to make himself look better by taking shots at me somehow or another. It turned into Kiefer being left at the altar. Well, I just don't understand that quite frankly, end quote. Which I get. And she's right. I mean, it was the best thing for both of them that it didn't happen. Obviously, the relationship was volatile from the start. Yeah. And he wasn't really left at the altar. But I I do think it was kind of messed up the way things unfolded. Um, But, you know, in the end, she's right. Yeah, it's hard. Because, like, obviously, it's a two-way street. Like, if Julia had not said something and, like, called it off, then they would have got married. And maybe it would have even been messier and nastier. Like in a marriage, like, in a divorce, you know? So maybe, like, she actually did the right thing by being, like, let's stop this, like, when we know it's not meant to be. 10,000 times better they didn't have to go through a divorce. Right, and, like, yeah, it sucks, like, Kiefer or whatever was, like, left in the dark, like, three days before, but, like, he probably knew at the, like, bottom of his heart it wasn't supposed to be anyway, too, so, like, maybe he was, like, secretly relieved because, like, they didn't have to go through it with it, and, like, to me, the stinger is like. Trouble. To me, the stinger is always going to be the like going off with your buddy. Tyler. Oh no, no, no! no. <laughs> I mean that. 
part fucking sucks, totally. <laughs> like, he's not going to be like, that also was for the better. Like, please take my best friend to Ireland <laughs> and fucking Bono's, like, drummer's house. It sounds good. Um, but, like, I think the calling off the wedding thing was, like, in a way, like, respectable, like, of Julia. Like, and I guess, like, mature in a way. Because she was probably like, this isn't right. Like, no. Like, yes, like, I'm fucking your best friend, and that's also not right, but, like, at least I'm, like, saying something before I, like, go through with the whole thing, you know? Yeah, and so, you know, you you described it as mature. Kiefer Sutherland has called it courageous. He said, um, I think she had the courage um, because getting married wasn't what she she wanted to do in the end, and he says, I think it took a lot of courage, even amongst all of the other stuff, to be able to say, I can't do this. So he has, you know, consistently maintained, first of all, that... You know, Julia Roberts broke off the the wedding, that it was on her part, which I guess is a little different than, (laughs) not a little, very different than how she puts it. Um, Yeah. But, you know, he has been very complimentary towards her. He he only has good things to say about her. Um, I guess other than in the very beginning where Julia Roberts says that she was, he was kind of taking pot shots at her, but I couldn't find that. So I'm guessing it was through publicists and like tabloids, right? Like, yeah, you know, like little bits here and there. Yeah, probably. Well, I'm guessing that there were like nasty stories being written about her and she was guessing the quote unquote sources to those stories were him. Yeah. Cause there but was nothing directly like, from him. He's probably bigger than that. Or not. Or not. <laughs> I'm, like, giving both of them, like, too much credit. I'm, like, this whole thing was fucked. But I'm, like, but no, like, they were both, like, really good. But, like, he was researching a role. And and <laughs> I think the real villain is actually Jason Patrick. Jason Alexander, yes. Not, right, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> George Costanza. Um, yeah. So that's the end of it. That's all I have. That's all the research I did. That's every last tidbit I got. Uh, what'd you think? I'm just, like, really stressed out. And I feel like... I this really know. threw I'm you like, th- for a loop. No, like, I'm really stressed. Like, I, like, don't know how to react because I'm, like, yes, like, the whole thing was, like, really fucked up. And, like, they, like, fucked each other over. And it was, like, not he- a healthy relationship, like, from the start. But, like, also, at the same time, I'm kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of, like, respect both of them. <laughs> Why does it, like, make me like them more? Like, I'm, like, I don't know. Like, at least she, like... I get that it was messed up, the whole thing with, like, Jason Patrick Alexander. (laughs) But, like, at least she, like, did it before the wedding. Like, I get that calling off a wedding three days before is, like, really fucked up because everyone's, like, already bought their gifts and their, like, dress and, like... But also at the same time, I'm like, they're all rich. Like, who cares? Like, it wasn't a money thing. At least they, like, skipped the whole, like, emotional, like, breakup of, like, having to divorce after getting married i don't know i like that part of it um i love julia roberts and like all three movies that i've seen her in (laughs) so i'm really just like it kind of makes me feel like she's like a little bit more like crazy and like she kind of like lived her truth when she was younger and she was like oh my god i'm famous right now like where when did i become famous like out of the blue um so i'm kind of living for her i don't know i'm kind of living for the whole thing how about on the scandal scale do you like that term, by the way? I think I want to introduce it for future Holly Shooks, the scandal okay, scale. Scandal scale. Okay, so on a scandal scale, um, it's hard because I'm like, in terms of like what actually happened, it's like high on the scandal scale. Like I would say like an eight or a nine. Like 
It's pretty good, right? Because like these days, like if some like two like high profile stars were like gonna get married and then like broke like broke off the wedding like three days before, that'd be like huge. Yeah, like imagine if Ariana Grande broke off. Like this is for the listeners who like may right. not know even who like Kiefer Sutherland is. If Ariana Grande breaks off the engagement with Pete Davidson and like runs off with Colin Jost, yeah, that's the equivalent. Three days before. Three days before. So like to Ireland. scandal scandal wise, like yes, like high up, like I would say like nine. But then I'm also like, is it like a three? Because they like were really good about like kind of just like moving past it and like not making it part of like their story. Like it doesn't stick with them. Like there are celebrity scandals that it sticks with. For instance, your Tiger Woods scandal. Right. I think when you hear Tiger Woods nowadays, you think good golfer, also cheated on his wife got drunk and crashed his car we should have an aftermath scale so like how yeah. like how did how did it affect them in the aftermath and i guess like a so 10 it, would be like they did really well like that the 10 it would be the reverse almost like a 10 on the scandal scale would be bad but like a 10 on the aftermath scale is like oh you did well you know so yeah. for like julia roberts and Kiefer sutherland it's a nine on the scandal scale but like maybe an eight or nine on the aftermath scale. They did really well and they moved on. Maybe even a 10 on the aftermath scale. I would say a 10 because I've literally never heard of this. Tiger Woods, on the other hand, he's a 10 on the on scandal scale, but no, he's a one on the aftermath scale. Oh yeah, one on aftermath. He has not recovered well from it. What about aftermath average? No? Aftermath average. Because like, like scandal scale, like SS. So I'm like, right. Af- know, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. We'll workshop. We'll workshop. We'll workshop. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, proud of them for like not having this like stunt their career. Basically, like their careers only grew after this. So. Yeah, they only got better. Age like fine wine. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Like they were young and like they're like older now. I mean, this all happened before we were born, so it's like yeah. literally like couldn't even have like dreamed about knowing about this. <laughs> Um, Julia Roberts would so- go on to star basically in in a movie that was about her real life experience was about Runaway her Bride. Real life experience. And one movie that I loved growing up and watched multiple times. Like Runaway Bride was one of my favorite movies as a child. So like good on you girl to like play that role and like not have it like reflect your real life and not have people be like, oh my god, but like remember when you did that? Um, right, you know, that's actually that was the impetus for why I decided not to reverse engineer it because I was like Oh man, if I tell if I tell Rye about this, like off the bat, like okay, so she calls off a wedding and runs away. I felt like you were gonna go. Wait, that was a movie, and we're gonna have this whole confusion. Yeah, and I so I'm like, be like, wait, Julia Roberts starring in Runaway Bride. Like you, you would be like, Armin, like I think this is just a movie. Like you messed up. Yeah, so like, I was oh, like, I need to like think of a different sweetie. way to tell this. <laughs> yeah. Oh babe, no, that was just a movie. Like that wasn't a documentary. Like it's okay. Like <laughs> what if this whole it's time? It's easy to get the two confused. <laughs> This whole time I'm just talking about a movie. And so <laughs> that like, concludes oh. the movie Runaway Bride. And this is just another episode of Movie Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Rye, I think well, I think this is another episode of Holly Shuck. I think we did it. Wowzers. What a day it's been. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to hear yours. I'm excited. Oh, my God. I have to decide what I'm doing. You're always like, I know what I'm doing for the next seven weeks. And I'm like, um. <laughs> No, I have, like, two ideas. I'm, I'm playing with, like, which two I want to do. Um, I've also been, like, making so many... Ind- oh, my God, wait. I think I just decided which one I want to do. Yes. <laughs> wait, maybe. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. He lost I, like, it I'm right always, away. No, no, no. I'm just always, like, really, like, is it too soon to do one, like, where it's, like, mm. not interesting to hear about anymore? Because, like, 
not like it happened so recently, but like that it was so big that people still like think about it, you know? Is this like rye time though? You know how like you'll be, you'll be like, it happened in the 50s, but it really happened in the 80s. So are you like talking about like, oh, it happened in like 2015, but it really happened like 1998? I think it's more so like, um, like one that I'm thinking about is like this huge thing happened and then nothing really has happened with this person since that scandal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you mention the name, that's like the next, that's like the first thing people think of because it's like the last time they were kind of like relevant interesting um so i'm like thinking maybe not do that and maybe do another one which like i'm really excited about so maybe that's the one i'm gonna do do the one you're excited about yeah i'm like really i think i I think it would be fun that was my like creative process like just like stream of consciousness like for you guys to like hear like how i decide my scandals i love this little bts everyone was like so uninteresting (laughs) um but yeah in two weeks um I will share with you which one I decide. And it will not be on the Better Pop feed, y'all. Nope. So subscribe to Holly Shook. Subscribe to Ho- Holly Shook because Armin's like pretty good at this, but like I'm even better. So you really <laughs> want to listen to like mine because mine's going to be like so good. Um, and I know what I'm doing four, four weeks from now. So you're oh going to want to know. God. Okay. You're going to want to hear of, that one. <laughs> of course you do. Um, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, but yeah, so like, make sure you subscribe because mine's gonna be lit, Hanny, and you're gonna love it. So scandal but scale, what is really it? Good. Like, ten? This mm, scandal scale, I would say probably ten because I don't want to give too much away. Don't give it. But it involves like <gasps> multiple. It's it's an international scandal. <gasps> Ooh, like this, one, like this one, like this one. This is international. We had a little this London. We had Ireland, Dublin, mm-hmm. Dublin, Ireland, a Galway Cottage. The Galway U2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is international. But mine, like, le- the one that I think I'm going to do is, like, legit, like, involves international, like, things. Wow. Um, international all espionage. All I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but this was really fun. I had no idea that this existed. And now I have a whole new, like, outlook slash respect for Julia Roberts. So, like, <laughs> stay clean. Um, yes, bitch. Work. Get your life, get your dick. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thanks for tuning in. We hope you join us next time. Bye, y'all.